Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Are you tired of being tracked online? There's a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more, all for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Bradfoe Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradfoe Show. That's delicious. Here's the deal. So I don't think that we've ever had a Red Sox draft pick on the Bradfoe Show before, but this is such a unique occasion. You have a guy, Durbin Feldman, who is a pitcher. For TCU, a relief pitcher. And the reason why it's a unique situation is because this is probably the best example the Red Sox have had of a guy who can possibly go from the draft in the same year to the major league team. We remember Brandon Finnegan did it a couple years ago, 2014 with the Royals. Remember that World Series? And going back a ways, Craig Hansen with the Red Sox. Doesn't happen a lot, but this guy, everybody said the one guy in the draft, you're going to pick one guy who has that opportunity to do it, it is Durbin Feldman. So who did we want on? We wanted Durbin. That's who we wanted on. And not only did we want him on, we wanted to do it in person. So we did. Good podcast, good kid to talk to, really insightful and Surprise to me, along with all the talk about playing in the major leagues this year and everything else, huge Patriots fan actually could identify the backup running back for the New England Patriots. Passed the test. Good listen. Check it out. I was going to talk to Durbin Feldman on the on the phone, but let's be honest, Durbin. I was there's 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 talking over the phone, and I've never met you before. So first of all, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. All right. <laughs> So I'm sitting outside, I'm sitting outside, basically sitting outside Fenway Park, ready to go to eat at Yard House, just had done the radio. I said, hey, you know, you got a few minutes to talk on the radio, or to talk over the phone, and you're like, well, I'm just hanging out in the hotel here. And I'm like, well, what hotel? I'm in Boston. I'm like, okay, what, where it is, right next to Fenway Park. I'm like, oh, well, this will work out, because as everyone who listens to this knows, let's just be honest, it's always better in person. As I sit here... Yeah, like I can tell that you're excited. You have a Red Sox hat on. 
It's not like it feels like almost. It feels like you, um, you're the high school. You know, you go to college and your parents made you wear the your high school jacket to college, right? Absolutely. I mean, uh, just to just to be up in Boston, especially across from, across from Fenway, uh, it's unbelievable. And so uh, I'm just ready, ready, excited for the opportunity, ready to get going. So did you? So when did you get into town? This, uh, so obviously we're right around the corner from Fenway Park. Did you go go over there? Uh, what's been sort of the experience so far? Um, I showed up today, came here straight from the airport, so um, I haven't done anything yet. It's right there, Fenway Park. So you, you didn't walk over, you didn't walk by. Uh, I was here last summer. I went to a game against the Indians, uh, played in the Cape, so came up here for a game. And yeah, the game was already done by the time I got here. I definitely would have tried to go on, tried to go, um, but I just didn't have the chance. But I mean, this is like still like you're sitting here. You're saying I'm just sitting around the hotel. I'm like I, I would be walking around. I'd be breaking into Fenway Park and going to the game. Is a member, you know, while you're playing the Cape League, you want to? Did you sit in the bleachers? Or what? Do you sit in the grandstand? Um, we sat in the outfield, and then uh, a couple of my friends had tickets behind home plate. So then we moved back there for uh, from sixth on, and it was just an incredible experience. Yeah. So you've been to Fenway Park. But now you're here. You're like you're like feet away from it, and you have the Red Sox hat on, which I admire. But like you got it, you had to walk over there. You had to basically soak it all in, because as we we've, we've talked about, a lot of people talked about the draft just happened, and and you're the third round pick. You're you're just minutes away from being well, not literally minutes, but minutes away from actually playing in that park. Um, but yet you said you came straight to the hotel. It's still sort of baffling. Uh, I mean, I woke up early this morning and just and my flight got delayed, so I just got kind of exhausted. I got all day tomorrow. Um, I'll, be, I'll be doing different stuff tomorrow, so I'd assume I'd be over there. Um, but I'll, I'll see it. I'll, I'll see it. I'll see it. That's all. It's all good. It's all good. It, it, it's my own issues. I'm just. I'm. Listen, I'll never be a, a high draft pick in the major league. So I. I just. I can only. I can only live vicariously through you. So anyway, you went to Fenway as a fan last year in the Cape League, but you didn't. Leading up to the draft, you didn't work out at Fenway. Did you were you in communications with the Red Sox? And this is I know this question's probably been asked of you, but did you f- sort of feel like the Red Sox were in on you? Um, did someone particularly show like have a lot of conversations with you? What what was your interaction with the Red Sox leading up to the draft? Um, we always have scout meetings, uh, so I met with all thirty teams uh, basically, and um, Brandon is the area scout for. Uh, North Texas, um, so talked with him um, multiple times, and so I had a feeling that it, it could be the Red Sox. Um, wasn't really sure, but it was, but they didn't separate themselves from like any like they didn't say I absolutely think they're gonna this one one or two teams or I think are gonna draft me. They weren't like that. They were just one of a bunch of teams. Not particularly. Yeah. Um, just felt like. Whoever gets me first gets me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's fair. So, so, so you didn't work out. Just to make it clear, you didn't work out for them specifically. No, sir. Okay. All right. So, so now you're leading into the draft, and take me through sort of that day. Um, where are the teams calling you? Well, first of all, who's who's your advisor agent? Um. I have an advisor in Dallas Group. Okay, okay. So, and I would imagine he's helping you through the pro- they're asking, helping you through the process. 
But take me through that day, the, the day that, of, the, of the draft, because you know the day is coming. You know you're going to get drafted. But it's one thing to know and plan it, and you're trying to, I would imagine, putting out of your head or whatever. I don't know what your day was like. Take me through that day, though. So Monday came, and uh, I really didn't know if I'd go on day one or day two. Um, it's kind of borderline in between. So day one finished. Didn't hear my name called on TV. Uh, I mean, everybody's going to be a little. Are you pissed? Uh, not not particularly. I mean, everybody's going to be a little little disappointed. Uh, everybody wants to go day one, uh, of course. So it's tough to sleep that night. Just, mm. I mean, as you can imagine. So uh, just kind of kind of got away from things, played some video games, just kept my mind off it. And you're at, you're at school. You're at home. Where I'm at home. Okay. Uh, I went over to a buddy's house. Uh, he got he got drafted, seventy um, fifth, uh, and Baker. So yep. went over there and talked to him. Went just uh, hung out and then woke up the next morning. Still woke up at nine. I think the draft started at noon. Um, little brothers in the back room playing Fortnite video games. So I just sat in there watching them, trying to keep my mind off things. Uh, actually went and, went and through, uh, just keep my arm loose um, before just anything to kill time and. Uh, Third round finally started, uh, so just just sat there and waited and waited and waited. Uh, 99th pick comes around, I get a text uh, <laughs> that I'm the next pick, and I saw, saw pick number 100 for Red Sox and heard my name called, and it was just it was unbelievable. Was Wait, so, so you got you got a text? You, did you get the text that you were getting picked, or did you see it on the screen first? Uh, I mean, the screen was a little behind okay. of real time. Uh, just because of the delay with the internet, so uh, saw that, and then I mean we just kind of lost it. <laughs> so when you go and take uh, going back to that day before, um, you as good as you are, as good as you've been, was there like things because you like oh man I didn't go in the first two rounds? Did anything creep in your head like wait a second? Maybe they're looking at me differently than I thought it would. Was there any doubts, or were you like ah I'm just gonna go in the third round? Uh, I felt like I did everything in my power uh, this season to put myself in the best position possible. Uh, I know relievers in the draft typically don't go um, high, so uh, nothing, nothing really crept in. It's just who, like, who's going to take the. Is your brother? How old? Your, how old is your brother? Uh, I have two. One's uh, 23. So the one, the little one is 15. Was he bugging you? Or? Uh, no, <laughs> he's so in the zone with that right. that video game. Uh, he was just excited. He was he was ready to see see me get drafted. So when you got drafted, so when you have when the word comes down, we said you know everything broke loose or whatever. What's what does that mean? What what happens from there? Do you get a first of all? Do you get a call from the Red Sox? Uh, I did. I got a call from uh, Brandon, the area scout, mm-hmm. uh, saying congrats. We'll be in touch. Uh, I'll have more information with you uh, later. And, I mean, my phone just started blowing up with everybody, <laughs> friends, family, everybody just shooting me a text or calling me saying congrats. So then when does it sink in? Like, this is a moment that, you know, you're thinking about, you know, probably ever since you were a little kid. But it's one thing to think about it, then it's actually one another thing to happen. So when does it sink in for you? 
I really don't think it's really? something in yet. Um, just being up here, I'm still kind of just... Yeah, running. you're just feet away from Fenway Park, which you refuse to go to. I, it's, yes. But it's, yeah, no, it's, I hear you. I mean, it's, it's probably sort of a whirlwind, right? Yeah, it's, it's just kind of whirlwind. Just things are happening so fast, and then uh, I think it won't sink in until I start actually, actually playing again and then realize that, hey, I'm playing professional baseball. Did you... Um, did you immediately, I don't know how familiar you were with, like you came to the Red Sox game last year. Uh, who do you play with at the Cape again? Uh, the Falmouth Commodores. Who was your manager? Uh, Mike Turney, or uh, Jeff Turney. Jeff Turney, sorry. Okay, yeah. I was just down there. I emceed the Cape Cod League manager's brunch. It was delightful. But, uh, and you obviously, the Cape League is a great place. You know, a crap load of guys you probably played with, played against, or there. So anyway, it's... Good that you you got to experience Massachusetts and Boston a little bit last year, but when you get drafted by the Red Sox, how familiar are you? You can be honest. You can like, I yeah, I know Mookie Betts plays for him, or I know Chris Hale plays for. Him. Like, are you super familiar with the Red Sox when you get drafted? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, I grew up a Patriots fan, so. Wait, 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 wait a second. Let's let's stop right there. So. so from Texas, correct? Mm-hmm, from Houston. Okay. I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, how this happened, but I'll just like, how does that happen? Well, uh, Brady played in uh Super Bowl in Houston in 2003, 4. Uh, mm-hmm. One of those, uh, I think I was, like, five years old at the time, so we actually went to, like, the pre-stuff, pre pre-Super Bowl stuff, and... I don't know what happened, but just started liking them. Uh, just kind of clicked. I don't know. I was I was so young. Maybe I liked the colors. Maybe something. It just became Wait, my game. So did you did you come in? Did you interact with Brady or the Patriots? No, no, no. no. Uh, just like the festivities that went down on downtown. Uh, just kind of some something clicked, and really? then I was like, wow, I really like this team. And ever since then, I've been following them. Uh, of course, I'm a huge baseball fan. So. So uh, you like the Astros. Oh, like the Astros, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, listen, you're only sitting here with an Astros hat on. Yeah. No, I, I don't begrudge you for that. The, uh, but to go back to the Patriots, so you, in, I, I guess, I mean, like you, so you see them, you like them, you're five or six years old, and then you just go from there, and I guess you picked the, the good team to do, but still, I mean, you're in Texas, the Texans are pretty decent, you know, and if you don't want the Texans, you could do the Cowboys, I don't know if that's a thing down where you are or? yeah my dad's a big big dallas cowboys fan okay. and so i mean i like i like the cowboys but the patriots have always been always been the team for me and family is just oh we, like no brady we don't like brady they're all Peyton manning fans because uh we have a lot of family from indianapolis so <laughs> Coles and their rivals so i'm just kind of like the black sheet that likes the patriots but uh getting drafted by boston <laughs> so it makes it even sweeter so so you were the guy you know in those nfl commercials you were the guy with you know that you have the entire table full of let's say texans fans and you were the guy with the new england jersey absolutely did you i mean like it's one thing to like a team but you were legit oh, legit shit. i mean i i think there's a picture uh on Instagram or something. I mean, I got the beanies, the jerseys, the I got pajama pants. I mean, I got I'm legit all in, bought in with really? the Patriots. Yeah. Because really, and this is how we perceive it here anyway, is that everybody hates the Patriots outside New England, right? Here, and it's true. I mean, yeah. there you do not run into many Patriots fans in uh, no. in Texas, that's for sure. So I have to ask. So at the height of the Patriots hatred. 
which is Deflate Gate. You know, Tom Brady. Were you like in classes, or were you saying, "No, no, 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 no"? My guy Brady, my guy Brady didn't do it. I mean, that's that was a hard time for a lot of people. So it must have been hard time for you. Absolutely, I did all my research trying to find, trying to find how it, like the science behind uh, deflating balls and stuff like that with the weather. Like maybe they brought them in from uh, a heated indoor facility and came out, and uh, PSI went down. So uh, I, I got us back. Yeah. So I mean, you had to have your defense, right? You had, and, and you did. Absolutely. That's, that's great. So. I apologize that you had to go through the last Super Bowl, as we all did. That was tough for you? Uh, it was tough. I mean, I was uh, watching up at TCU with a bunch of teammates, and uh, there were some Philly fans there. Nobody wants to see pitchers lose. No one wants to see them win a sixth. Yeah. So uh, I, was, I thought we were going to come back, and then uh, it, was, it was just it was hard to watch. Did you ever... Were you literally the only Patriots fan that you knew? Because, like you said, the only, you must have been, again, this is the, the spotlight shines down on you where everybody else is not even close to being a Patriots fan. That's pretty much how it was, right? Yeah, I was one of a handful. I mean, there were some guys that liked Brady just because, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's not, a winner, not but legit. not really a Patriots fan. And then it's like a handful of guys that be from, hey, my dad grew up in Boston, so I'm like that. But very, very, very few. So you could you could you can name other people other than Brady on the team. Yeah, if I did a Patriots quiz, uh, with everybody that's left, but I can name most. Uh, you can name a linebacker. A linebacker, yeah. Who? Uh, well, uh, these are safeties. Both the McCourty brothers we finally got. Um, got uh, Hightower, of course. Uh, you've already, by the way, you've already aced it, <laughs> right? You are. Who? So, uh, running back. Give me a running back. Running back, uh, Dion Lewis or Gone. Burkhead. Burkhead, is he still there? Yeah, he's still there. Um, is Gillis he still there? Yes, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That to me, you convinced me. When you when you mentioned Mike Gillisley, there you go. You're you're locked in. Yeah. Um, so let's get back to baseball. Uh, so you so you were you are drafted. You get the call and you're like the Red Sox. And so let's go back to knowing the Red Sox. How well did you know the Red Sox? I mean, I knew like, most of their starters. Uh, I want to say I'm diehard. Like, I don't know everything about them, but mm-hmm. uh, pretty familiar with them. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I watched Kimbrell growing up just be one of the most dominant closers mm-hmm. in the game. Um, and so just watching him, Joe Kelly, and, of course, Chris Sale and Price mm-hmm. and everybody that's come through there. Uh, so this go with Kimbrell because, obviously, you're a reliever. And Kimbrell is a reliever of all relievers, or at least one of them. So when you look at you, you look at him pitch. Do you say, "That's what I want to be. That's that's my guy." Absolutely. Try yeah. to model my game after him. Uh, he's one of the best, if not the best, to ever mm-hmm. ever do it in the closer position. Um, so just every time I, every time he's on TV or I get a chance to watch. Um, I'm tuned in. So what? This is before you were drafted by the Red Sox. I mean, was Kimbrel like legitimately? And you can be honest. Was Kimbrel legitimately the closer? You said that's the guy, or was there other closers? Well, everybody likes to watch Chapman just because he throws a yeah. 103. Uh, but I mean, Kimbrel's who I've always watched. I'm not not a I'm not six six like like. That's a good point. So I'm I'm six foot. Uh, 
like like he is. Um, not a, not a big guy, so just to see someone my size be able to dominate it like that compared to all the six six mm-hmm. flamethrowers, uh, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. What 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 jumps out for you about him? Like when you're watching when you're watching him, like you know I know he does the arm thing or whatever, but what jumps out to you about watching? The ability to throw uh, open zone, his ball just seems to rise, and mm-hmm. I think that's why he gets so many swings and misses. Um, that and then the fact that he can throw a upper 80s knuckle curve, you don't see that in the upper 80s uh, even close, so uh, that's, that's pretty cool to watch. That, you hit the nail on the head. Those are the two most unique things. It's like that, and, I, and I have to be honest, I, all I've seen pitching is on, of you is on YouTube or whatever, but that fastball... You know, and I don't know if if you have that feeling, if you've seen guys with that, but to me, that's that's something. You know, I know spin rate and all that stuff, but you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the ability to let it ride or let it seem like it rises. uh, I think that's what helps you get a lot of swing. That's what I think helps him get a lot lot of swinging misses. It's Mm. just it's it's fun to watch. Do you do you in in college? Do you do a lot of the? Do they let you guys do the have the spin rate? measure that sort of stuff or have you ever been measured yeah we have track man and spin rate yeah. all that uh we don't dive too deep into it um and we'll click on it just for fun just to like, yeah, yeah. compare other pictures right. but uh we don't really dig too deep into that so when you look at it so now you're drafted by the red sox you look at the red sox and um and you know one of the conversations with you is of all the people and i'll be honest with you all the people in the draft they said this guy has probably the best chance of making the majors in that year. And I'm going to talk to you in a second about, I talked to Chris Sale about it because he did it back in 2010. So the first question about that is when you, when you get drafted, do you start looking at who, and you can be honest, who the relievers are and what their bullpen looks like? Uh, not really. I mean, I'm just, uh, first of all, just completely blessed to be, uh, be drafted. So, um, I'm not gonna look at. I mean, if I get there, I get there. Well, I know it's one step at one step at a time. <laughs> one step at a time. So I mean, I haven't really looked. I, of course, know the back end, uh, which is absolutely unbelievable, uh, and Kimbrel and Kelly. So uh, not not really. But um, if if I were to make it this year, that would be a dream come true. Is there a moment where you you don't know? until you face major league hitters. I mean, you just haven't faced major league hitters. And, but people say things and talk to you about it. But is there a moment performance-wise where you're like, my game is sort of has increased to the level where I'm really, really confident against any hitter that I go against? And you face some good hitters. Yeah. Um, this year I felt like it, it got to that point where, uh, I mean, this is <laughs> kind of selfish, but... Uh, I'd, I'd get mad when they put the ball in play, uh, just because I wanted wanted to strike everybody else. Yeah, I mean, if they can induce weak contact, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with that. But <laughs> I felt like this year uh, it increased to that level where I'm, I'm trying to get every, trying to get everybody out that I face. Uh, don't want to give up very many hits and stuff like that. So um, we'll we'll see how that plays in uh, professional baseball. So what? So what? What was that? You said this year. I mean, what was sort of the, that point where, like, hey, you know what? I want to. I think I at least have the ability to strike out every hitter that I face. You probably didn't feel like that two years ago, or maybe you did. I don't know. But was there sort of a turning point for you? The focus on this year was just throw more strikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, 
wind up and all that kind of got out of sync, uh, too fast, too hurry jerky, too many, too erratic. So just focused on this year, like, hey, this is my stuff, try to hit it, just mm-hmm. pound the zone, and it seems to work out really, really well if you what do you, know What did you change in your delivery? I uh, just slowed it all down. Really? I, it was a, from freshman year to sophomore year, it was a full second faster. Really? Uh, sophomore year. And so I slowed it back down and felt more in control of myself and mm. helped me help me be more in control. Was there a it, it, was there a highlight in terms of this season when you're like, you know, I've never thrown like this. I've never thrown. And this isn't being selfish, by the way. This is just yeah, yeah. being realistic. Uh, threw an immaculate inning um, sometime in April, and I remember turning around, first strike. Uh, first strikeout, I was like, alright, that's three, no big deal, happened. I mean, it's happened before, next strikeout, turn around, that's six, saw 99 up on the board, and was like, well, let's just see if they can hit that, because uh, not very many people can, uh, in college anyways, um, and then got to the eighth pitch, and I was like, I'm going to throw this right down the middle, see what happens, <laughs> I'm not going to try to waste the pitch, uh, trying to get him to chase or anything. I'm at I'm at eight, and I already have two strikeouts. Let's go. And then ended up finishing that inning, uh, nine pitches and three Ks, and that was just... What was it against? Do you remember? Uh, University of Texas Arlington. Oh, okay. All right. And so, like you said, the last pitch, was it... Was it was just like I'm gonna throw this as hard as like I mean he just I was trying to go for triple digits and I was trying to throw it right down or I'm trying to trying to paint. Have you ever have you ever hit honored? I have not. Ooh, uh, something I'm looking forward to. But <laughs> <laughs> I, like that. I get like razzed all the time. You'll never throw a hundred. So. You said you threw 98. You throw 99. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been up to 99. Yeah, yes, well, it's the gun. It's the gun. The gun's inaccurate. I mean, come on. It's like the gun. I hope so. We'll see. Yeah, well, uh, you ever talked to Brandon Finnegan? Uh, I've had some conversation with him, but not too much. Okay. All right. Obviously, you know, because he, TCU. He won, yeah, you yeah, World yeah. Series and regular World Series. Uh, yeah. Big League World Series in the same year. But I haven't talked to him about that experience. Did uh, your coach talk to you about him at all? Uh, after I got drafted? Yeah. Uh, no. Or even, like, during. I, I don't know if he's a guy. He's like, oh, you know, that we, this guy did this. He had this mentality or anything like that. Oh, the, yeah, they would use that. I think he went, uh, he didn't have a great sophomore season mm-hmm. and then came back and just dominated junior year. So they t- they use that example all the time. Like, hey, um, things might be going your way. Just keep working hard. End up a first-round pick. Like, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of use it as that. Yeah. Your coach played. In the majors, right? Uh, Coach Charles did. He played for Astros and the A's. He did. He what? What advice did he give about this whole thing? I mean, he's obviously had other. We just mentioned one people who've gone to professional baseball, but for you, as a he's a pitcher. As a pitcher, like what did he say to you? Like obviously, you have great stuff. You have great ability. What advice did he give you beyond just like go get him? Just kind of stay in yourself, uh, keep doing what you're doing. TCU's prepared me in, I feel like, every way possible. Um, and they've, they've set me up for success and then future success. So uh, just kind of told me, keep stay within yourself, keep doing what you're doing, and it'll, it'll play. What are you looking forward to the most? Ooh, well, right now is... Uh, Walking over 10 feet to Fenway Park. <laughs> 
uh, just getting started and see what I got. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's it, like I can tell. I mean, it, like it's, it's one thing you have to sit around this hotel yeah. and then, and what do you, I would imagine you physicals and things like that or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, got, got those tomorrow and then uh, ho- hopefully sign. Okay. With the, the Red Sox, in you know, I've talked to the people at the Red Sox, and they and when we talk about this whole jump to the majors thing, like they said, like okay, so I'm going to go back to Chris Sale because I talked because I, I think you might be interested in this, right? So when Chris Sale in 2010 he was drafted, they actually told him like then, like we're gonna like, we have this plan for you. So he sort of knew it was coming. People in Red Sox, if they said to me, in any way, if this is going to happen, it's going to happen organically, which is good, which is a cool thing, right? Because you don't want to say you're going to do it. And, yeah, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, with, with Chris Hale, it was sort of like he looked back at it, and it's like I was just putting one foot in the front and the other. I didn't have a car. I was driving my mom's car. And it's hard for you to take yourself out of this moment and you shouldn't take yourself out of this moment but is that sort of your mindset of like I'm just going to like I'm not worrying about the the hitters being paid you know I'm not worrying about you know wearing a different uniform it's just one foot in front of the other absolutely just take it one pitch at a time uh, that's what I've been doing uh, since I stepped foot on TCU just one pitch at a time don't worry about making the majors anything is wherever I'm placed that first outing when they they call me they call my number uh just go out there and take one pitch at a time throw one strike it's, at a time it's it's, it's a it's a it's, yeah right it's like but that's if chris sale said that's what he did yeah. it's like the way to take enjoy it. every moment of it yeah that's the thing and and then i mean we're you know you're halfway through a baseball season and so you, you, you haven't you won't experience your first spring training you won't experience any of it but this is a pretty cool thing to experience right now absolutely it's, it's incredible is there is there so is there anything i always like to ask this like this doesn't have to be baseball related hobbies anything that people don't know a lot of people don't know about you maybe it's like you went skydiving once maybe it's you you because you can't it can't just be all like i grew up playing baseball and it was like i think we found a pretty good one in the patriots fan thing but uh, i don't know i I have a couple baseball related didn't start pitching until senior year in high school Mm -hmm. um i'm pretty sure that's out there and then i used to throw just straight knuckleballs when i was younger like 13 just one was knuckleball two was fastball that's all i threw really (laughs) So, yeah, so uh, but you were but you were a catcher, right? I was a catcher, yeah, but grew up catching. And so when you said you threw knuckleballs, you were this is when you came in I randomly would, to pitch. I would come in randomly just hey and like let's change it up and let's throw this guy for an inning, make him throw knuckleballs. Uh it wasn't make me throw. I, I could actually throw one and so I'd come in there and just haters would be like, We have we're fourteen years old, we haven't seen this ever. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of funny to watch uh, not only the hitters try to hit it, but also catchers try to catch it. Did you did you ever end up break that out at all when you started pitching? Oh, I wish, but no. no? Not. Oh, really? <laughs> Come on, knuckleball right after a fastball, that would be something to see. But. Yeah, I mean, like everyone, so, like, like that's the thing. Stephen Wright, one of the good things he does, he actually can get it up to, well, I've seen him get it up to, he actually, he, uh, he hasn't done this recently. He got up to 91 against Nelson Cruz. He can live at 87, 88. So I'm just like, just break it out once in a while. Break it out, but the problem is if you throw a bad one, it's just a slow BP ball, yeah. and you don't know where that's yeah. going to get hit. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, uh, you talk about Houston and like the Astros thing. Did you watch the playoffs 
playoffs last year. Absolutely. Uh, everybody, uh, TCU, my roommates, uh, were huge Rangers fans, so they were, of course, rooting for the Dodgers against the Astros. Yeah, yeah. I was diehard. I was like, it's World Series about to come to Houston for the first time because uh, when I was – I was eight in 2005 when they went yeah. and saw them get, they got swept. And so I was like, well, we need to get back there. Well, so. when they're when they're taking it to the Red Sox, I mean, listen, it's a different time. Uh, we, it's, it's totally understood. But you must have been, like, all in, you know, is, oh. with that series, Astros versus Red Sox. Absolutely. To see, I mean, Bregman take Chris Sale deep oh, in his, yeah. like, second year, it was just, it was unbelievable. But now, now I'm on the <laughs> other side. <laughs> That's fair. It's just I think we all understand. Uh, you ever any questions about that I can answer you in terms of? I don't know if you know Fenway Park's like ten feet away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anything else that you need to know? Uh, I mean, I've been in Boston for one night, like when I, when I came to the game, so I'm near the area. I don't think I'll be here long, but yeah, uh, hopefully I'm back and just. I really don't have any no, questions. No, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Like one foot in front of the other. I really appreciate you taking the time. It's it's obviously a, a pleasure to get to know you a little bit, and uh, and welcome to Boston. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nano spray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand-new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Tired of companies like Google and Facebook watching everything you do online? There's actually a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more. All for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. We all remember that one professor, the one everyone on campus had to take no matter what subject they taught because how much fun their class was. What if we told you there was a streaming service that had all those professors? One Day University has every must-have professor from the best colleges all across the country. One Day University, the most fun talks from the most fun professors. Available live and on demand. No homework, just the most fun you'll have while learning. Get a special offer at onedayu.com slash odyssey.